This podcast is proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli. Hello and welcome to episode the 70th of Tamper Tantrum. My name is Colin Harmon. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We miss you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. All of the things. Everyone's welcome. How are you two? Good Yule. Good Yule. What's Oh yeah. Welcome to, also to our listeners from the 14th century. How are you, Jen? <laughs> <laughs> Jen, how are you? I'm all right, Colin. How are you? I'm all right. What's the crack? I've got no crack. Okay. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Um, uh, so, um, how have you all been? Tell me what you've been doing. We haven't done like a, a tam- t- tamper tantrum. Well, me and Steve haven't done one in a long time. No. Yeah, that's because I hate you, Colin. Yeah, well, we're trying to keep that from the quite unwashed. Oh, I think it's out there. To be honest, I like all the things I keep. If you didn't block me, you'd see on my Instagram all my harm and hate that I push out on there uh, all the time. Now it'll be good. Um, it's been this time of year's mental. Like we know it's coming, and you plan and you organise, and then today happens, and like we've just turned on the computers at work today and pressed the button, and a billion emails, a billion labels just spat out, and ten million invoices and. And you just go, oh, it's too much. We can't do it. So I, I hate Christmas officially. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just a horrible time of year. Yeah, it's. I think it's difficult for us because we, um, we, you can only organize yourself. You know what I mean? Like so, we like because the roastery does what the roastery has to do. They're generally not the problem. But it's when people place orders, like, is that definitely enough? Is that definitely enough? And then we do that for our own shop, and we've learned over the years what's going to happen. So. But then if somebody else suddenly, you always get calls. It's never Christmas. Well, sometimes it is, but it's always like the 4th of January. Somebody calls you and says, we have no coffee left. Um, There's a good story for when I actually used to care. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I remember getting an email on Boxing Day and going into the roastery um, and roasting on Boxing Day and driving to Birmingham to deliver some coffee. Um, And I was just like, what am I doing? Why, like, you had so much notice that Christmas was coming. It was all over the telly. Like, it, <laughs> it was a big thing. Like, it was definitely going to happen. In fact, I think it's going to happen next year around about the same time as well. Put it in the diary, folks. Um, <laughs> but, like, it, it is It's just crazy how people don't just underestimate uh, how much coffee they need or, or, or they don't understand that, like, I have to give all of the roastery crew some holiday. Apparently, it's their human right. Uh, I've tried to stop holidays, but they want to go away and you just have to be organised. They should definitely do away with it. Yeah. I mean, they'd be the worst if they had to order green coffee because you have to order that months and months in advance. Like, it doesn't just turn up. Yeah, for one week, you close the roastery and everybody panics and and under-orders and messes it all up. And then it's your responsibility as a roaster to go fix it. There was one time last year when somebody ordered something online and with uh, before the deadline that said, um, you know, you'll definitely uh, uh, get your coffee for Christmas by this deadline. So I think it was like the day before Christmas. And uh, some people call that Christmas Eve, actually. And they uh, <laughs> never catch on. They're like, oh, I don't want to be like, you know, you know, cause any trouble or, you know, I don't want to bother you. But like, I didn't get my uh, my thing yet. And it was like, oh, no, just one of them had slipped through the cracks somehow. And um so I had to drop it out to them. So I jumped in the car and drove it out to them. And like, they were on my way home. Like, I literally did not have to, I just had to pull in at the side of the road on the route I take home and gave it to them. And my God, they were like the happiest person ever. And since then have bought loads of stuff online from us all the time because they remembered us. So they think can, I'm... Re- can, I, can I raise your story? Go on. Because this was about, oh, it's about eight years ago. And I walked into the roastery Christmas Eve and I was just like tatting around doing some stuff, like a few emails and things. And the phone went and I picked it up and it was this lady was saying, oh, my, you know, will my coffee still arrive today? I ordered it a while back and I was like, well, it went out. That, that's kind of all we can do. And she was like, oh, no, I completely understand. It's difficult this time of year. Put the phone down and I was like, I need to do something about this. So I went and checked the order and, and I actually roasted the order and drove up to York on Christmas Eve to deliver 
I think it was four bags of coffee. And when I got there, she just thought I was the delivery driver. So I just gave it her and then went. And then I got an email like a few days later saying, there was no address label on the order that came. Like, that wasn't you that came. And it was like, yeah, yeah, no, I came up. I just didn't want you to be without coffee over Christmas. Um, and that was the time where I used to care. No, I don't care. You should, have put it in a big, you should have put it in a big sack and walked in with the sack on your back being like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> but it does give you that immense, like that super sense, like warm feeling inside that. Like if, if she'd rung up and kind of like ranted and raved at me on the phone, like my order hasn't arrived. I definitely wouldn't have done that. But it was just like the whole politeness and niceness of it that, yeah, now that happens at Christmas. Maybe I left it a little late and. And then you just want to kind of fix problems like that, don't you? Yeah, but see, if I just, I still don't agree that it means that you can do whatever the fuck you like for the rest of the year. That's, I, I don't, I think that all <laughs> no? adds up now. I think we'll oh. continue to disagree on that. What does Christmas do for you, Jen? Oh, what does it do for me? I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I don't have the problem with people ordering coffee and having to fulfill orders. Mostly I just start doing retrospectives of this year and poking you both to think about things. That's, that's what Christmas does for me. I don't know. It is the thing to do, isn't it? To look back in the year. But do you feel like the, it, I don't know. I remember 2014, it kind of crept in. 2015, we went whole hog at it. And 2016, yeah. it's it's gone completely over the top. But everybody online, like on social media, is obsessed with the idea that this is the worst year ever. And like most of the people that are saying this are sitting in comfy houses, like right, typing this on like little handheld personal computers and yeah. you know very safe areas of the world enjoying food and drink and all sorts of stuff being like oh my life is awful but has it been that bad yeah (laughs) i mean i was gonna give a slightly more thoughtful answer than that steve but it boils down to kind of yes depending on depending on what you're looking at i mean you look at the sort of political climate of things or you look at like what's happening in aleppo and um and i think people feel more divided than ever and that's a scary thing or they see you know sort of historical significance of things that are happening now and are things repeating themselves and yeah like in that respect I think it's scary and maybe you know 2016 has been maybe not the best year in that regard um I don't I don't ever think a year is bad just because a lot of celebrities have passed away as sad as that is that's just gonna happen the older we get like we just care about it more now you know well I think the the age of celebrities started like in terms of like everybody the proliferation of celebrities uh, happened like in the 60s in in a way that was more profound than it was before. Like and Andy Warhol's words were in the future, everybody will have their 15 minutes of fame. So what's happening is that it's not that more celebrities are dying. It's just that all of the celebrities that were created in the 60s are, are now dying. So and th- there was more and more and more. So 50 years from now, there will be like 20 celebrities a day will die. Because we just have more of them are reaching that age of yeah. croaking it. No, I, I think, I mean, first of all, Colin, do you not have the news in Ireland? Like 2016 has sucked. Like the whole like US election thing like made me incredibly sad for many different reasons. Um, like the whole Brexit stuff that's gone on. As Jen says, like this stuff that's happening in Syria is like just so sad and just it seems like the world's out of control. And like, it's just a horrible, horrible year. The whole way that we suddenly, I felt that like the world was kind of moving closer together. Like racism was a, a less of a thing. I think, you know, sexism was definitely something that was being addressed and getting better. And then what's happened is like, almost like just ripped apart by a few years of not having, making quite as much money as we used to make. Like it just this whole, the way that society is so fragile on the, you know, a few years of recession can make us regress as people. Just like, now, fuck you, 2016. I don't like it. I want it to go away. It's a horrible, horrible year. But if you, yeah, Jen mentioned what's happening in Aleppo, which is undoubtedly an awful thing. Well, uh, but also, what we have in, died. What, what we have, died. That was a big oh, deal. What we have in the UK sad. and in the US are situations where people are exercising um, their right to vote in a democratic country. And um, there's been, I suppose, what I would see as two pretty shitty um, consequences of that. But I think to understand democracy and use democracy, you need to see its tolerances. And I'm hopeful that we'll get halfway through this year and people go, God, we fucked that up. Let's exercise democracy in a way that can fix that. And we'll bounce back. So 
I don't know. I think there'll be, I think this time next year, there'll be something like, I can't believe it's not quite, or I can't believe it's not the EU that Britain are part of. And <laughs> and Donald Trump will have realised that he uh, didn't want to be president after all and will have just wandered off to... Oh, I think he's already realised that. Like, I think he's like, I almost feel like he's just trolling everyone. Like, and I know that this is terrible, like, because we have to sort of take it seriously at this point. As an American, you just have to kind of go, no, I just need to stand up and say, this is not okay. But I also feel like he's just trolling everyone. Like, he's like, I really don't want to do this. So how many, like, shitty cabinet appointments can I make that will make the electors feel like I'm not fit to be president? And then the electors are still going to do that anyway. And well, isn't the, isn't the collegiate vote today? Isn't that going to happen? It is. Yeah, yeah. Today we are recording. It is the nineteenth. That is happening today. There's no way they're not going to pass it, though. Eh? Um, I, you know what? I think they will. Uh, then I think there's something in January that happens where it needs to be sort of ratified by the uh, the Senate and the House, and they sort of have an opportunity to be like, yeah, no, maybe not. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I see it happening. I, like we've. Has this ever happened before in the U.S. history? I don't think so. So I don't think we really know what we're doing here. Yeah, it's a scary thought. Well, like, I think to a lot of um, people that run uh, businesses uh, uh, eventually end up in a situation where they kind of remove themselves from it. So, like, it's not uncommon for somebody to own and run a business and then appoint a CEO to run it on their behalf because they become aware of how fucking crazy they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say this as a business owner um, <laughs> and um, it, it strikes you that someday that Donald Trump won't really won, run the US he'll just have people that do it for him you know what I mean like he doesn't run the hotels yeah but the people that he's appointed to theoretically run these things for him are grossly incompetent and underqualified like but probably more susceptible to being him. to being pulled out of office though yeah maybe I don't know. This is nothing I, to do with coffee. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what happens when I join you guys. Sorry. Like, I'm mostly meant to be here. Yeah, we're, we're always so on point and just, like, we are. stick yeah. to we are. the topics and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, it's, no, it's also been a sad year for coffee as well. I, I, like, if you're going to look at 2016 with a coffee head on, I'm kind of really sad with a lot of stuff that's happening at, at Origin where we're seeing decreasing yields. We're seeing climate change have more and more of an effect on coffee coming out of there you know like every time i kind of i've done the two monologues now then the one's going to come out from kenya in a in a couple of weeks time mm-hmm. but like every time i seem to be just saying this is really bad this really sucks um you know we sit around and say about how coffee stopped moving forward and i think this year we've probably moved forward the least since i've been involved in coffee for innovation and that means we're perfect that. well no it doesn't at all because we're so not um <laughs> But like, and I, I honestly think this whole year is it's really sucked. Like, I can't think of too many positives that came out of uh, twenty sixteen, and I, yeah, I'd be super pleased to see it go. I've had a really good year. I've, um, you know, I've I've enjoyed work. You know, I've uh, learned some new stuff in in school, and I've uh, had some fun with my boys, and you know, met some re- met some really interesting people. So, I for one have enjoyed twenty sixteen. You just, you just always literally, controversial. Literally, for one, I for one <laughs> have enjoyed 2016. But could it have been better if the rest of the people around you had got their shit together? Uh, well, I'm in, I'm in a constant state of everybody else needs to get their shit together. So <laughs> don't, uh, there's no, it's, it's not anything new for me. Um, so with that in mind, we will move on to uh, the greatly anticipated, uh, hotly debated, something else that ends in aided, Tampies of 2016. Um, can, Jen, could you put in like some like fanfare music at this stage? No, oh, I thought you were gonna whistle "Manamana" again. Manamana, <laughs> Why am I supposed to whistle it if you're singing it, Steve? Oh. We spoke about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there we are. Here we That's are. That's all Tampies. the listeners gone. <laughs> we're all alone now <laughs> we swapped whistlers for listeners <laughs> okay so um, we're going to start off with um, a, a nice uh, award a positive award I think aggressive takeover of the year <laughs> um, oh. so in runner up place was uh, Colin Harmon at 3FE uh, but that didn't really end up in a full takeover did it Steve no no 
Um, we could also put, well, I know this last year, uh, another aggressive takeover. No, I can't think of any. There must um, be other aggressive takeovers of the year. But wasn't this a year of, uh, like, you know, sort of buyouts of companies? It did, yeah. So with Telegencia, uh, Stumptown, um, who else went? Um, I can't remember. There was definitely lots of them, though. Yeah, I remember reading about it a lot. So, okay. Lots buyouts. of those aggressive takeovers, anyway. Yeah. Uh, any other aggressive takeovers you can th- think of, Steve? I've got one. Go on, hit me. The SCAA aggressive takeover of the SCAE. That's amazing. So, as of next year, um, we're all going to be under the one umbrella group. The SCAA. Ella, Ella, <laughs> A, A, under my umbrella. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, I think it's a, that's a good thing, isn't it? It's a step forward. Jen at this point doesn't want me to say anything, so I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> see, you read my mind. Like, my telepathy is beginning to work. I'm, I can I'm... see your eyes rolling <laughs> as Colin asked the question, Jen, as everybody else on the podcast could. Um, I, I definitely think it's a good thing. Um, Why? Because it just doesn't make sense to have two or three or four. See, the thing is that, like, it's seen as, like, a world body now, but, like, we're kind of leaving out all of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's like it's the white part of the world. It's like Europe and America, <laughs> but they've just left out all of Asia and like oh Australia as well actually. And then they like but it's there's so many like SCAJ needs to come on board. What is uh, the Australian one's called ASCA, isn't it? And then New mm-hmm. Zealand and yeah. So I I do think it's best if there was a whole umbrella group, um well that just looked over the whole thing because it just means we can advance quicker together. Yeah, we have, we have a collective thing, Big goal. things always work better, don't they? They're, not, they're, they're well known for their nimbleness and their uh, way that they can actually give what their particular users want because we all want the same thing all over the world, I'm sure. Well, I suppose the danger is that we'll end up with some sort of coffee dogma. That like, mm. And you get that. Where like, I think I've spoken about this before where I sometimes make really short and sticky shots of espresso just because I feel like it and it makes people appalled. And uh, you're not allowed to do that anymore. And yeah, no, this is positive. Definitely positive. Okay, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my bit because I I can't hold it in anymore, Jen. I'm sorry. It's fine. We can cut it out after. Let's go for it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, no, I I actually agree, Colin. I think that it is a very good thing. I think that the that there is a lot of wastage and a lot of crossover work done by the two organisations that can be done um, better together. The only thing that concerns me is that we do lose the what each different section needs. So for the SCAA, they are all set up to do trade shows. That's their thing. That's where they make all of their money. That's where what they, they do well. And and I think we can all agree the SCAA show is probably better put together than the SCAE show. Um, that's not to d- down the SCAE show. It's just the SCAA show is a huge, massive thing. They have a lot of talks around it. They have a lot of uh, educational events around it. And it's their big centrepiece. Yeah. Whereas in Europe, our kind of centrepiece has been very much the educational program and what's happened there. And they've built an absolutely amazing educational program that has been very successful, taken up by many, many people. And I just hope that we bring the best bits and take them around and we don't just suddenly start going, well, let's just focus on doing that trade show over there. I really hope they use the the power of being one organisation to do a lot more kind of uh, research-based stuff, but also a lot more lobbying for specialty coffee and making sure that our voice gets heard, um, you know, in in the, the powers that, where it needs to be heard. Uh, and and like that's where I see that all the benefits can be, and we need to keep the things that we're good at and keep doing the things that we're good at and that the the the, the, uh, the membership wants. Um, and I'm just really worried that that might just get lost over time. Have you got any qualifications? I mean, coffee ones. I don't mean. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Are you qualified to do anything, Steve? No, I'm sorry, sorry, no, sorry, I have Steve. No, no. qualifications. I've sorry. never. I I came out of school with no qualifications. Um, I have absolutely no qualifications in coffee. Um, I no. have none either. No. Um, and, and 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 you know what? Some people don't need that though. But there is obviously a demand and a want for it because. That's why the SCAE educational program has been so successful and such a money generator, you know, and such a a generator for membership. 
uh, is because people do want that. Like there, there, there is a thirst and a hunger uh, for it, but some people just don't want or need that, and that's okay too. Yeah, I wish I had some that sort of framework because the framework was there before at the start when I got into coffee, but it just wasn't very good, and it seems to be a lot better these days. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's definitely something that's improved over the last three, four years. It seems there was a real push, but you know, along the AST lines and stuff, and trying to just make it a little bit more. Uh, like before, people were doing stuff, but it was a very disjointed, and now it's a much more uh, joined up approach. And and Jen, I mean, you're a good one to speak on this because you've been you would you've been involved in a lot of that stuff. Am I? I don't well, know. You have been in in the educational kind of like development stuff and i know it's much more wce's kind of uh, yeah. background of it but you've you've definitely seen a lot of the SCAE, SCAE uh programs and things and how they've been put together and the mm. development of that yeah i think i think it's going to be really interesting to see moving forward like we already have equivalency between scaa and scae modules and um there's definitely really good bits about both programs and um i'm really curious to see how they come together but i think overall like they, they really have they're, they're quite impressive when you look at, you know, sort of what is going into them these days compared to what used to go into them, you know, before my time, I think. So, yeah. Ah, so well done to SCAA, SCAE, SCAW, whatever the hell you're going to call ourselves now on the aggressive takeover of the year. So I'll be sure to hand that award to Stephen Marcy uh, when I meet him for a point over Christmas. <laughs> uh, and he will criticise said award and say it isn't aesthetically pleasing and it should be weighted better and all the stuff like that. Um, <laughs> next event... Uh, our next award is the, uh, this is one of the, the most hotly contested um, um, kind of segments of the awards. Uh, I have no, no this, idea who's going to win this one. This is like, an, no idea. An incredible sense of like apathy and just phoning it in here. Um, this is the not too bad award for 2016, which is an award that goes to something that actually isn't that bad. Richard, and holds a special place in my heart, you know? If you're expecting something to be really awful, then it isn't that bad. It's almost as good as when something's amazing, you know? It's kind is of it? almost like your rule of life, though, Col, isn't it? It's like, why bother with excellence when adequate will do? Adequate was just enough energy expended. Well, well I think there is there's a certain um, nobility in uh, making the worst cup better. Trademark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the heck was that? When, what? what where did that come from? Jim uh, Seven podcast, two thousand and ten, I think it was. <laughs> okay. This is this is when we find out Colin's master plan for everything. Like we're just okay, but like yeah. if you ever if you ever like gone to the like a chain coffee shop or something because you really need a cup of coffee and you have it, like they bring it to you and you're dreading it. And you take a sip and you're like, oh, that's not that bad. You're just so happy, like just when your expectations are rock bottom and you try something and it's fine. That is, it's it's amazing. Is that is that why three FE got so much positive uh, stuff over the WBC? Okay, I'm gonna start off these awards <laughs> with um, where are we? St- I'm trying to think of an example of it, like a coffee shop that I thought would be awful and actually wasn't, and I don't know the owners, so they won't be offended by me mentioning them. <laughs> um, but there's definitely. Uh, well, would would you would you think it's fair to say? I mean, I know that's not this year, but like Starbucks Roastery Reserve. No, that was awful. To be terrible, was it? No, and I, I was. I send lots of people there. It looks great, and the experience is really good. The coffee was terrible, but um, but that's uh, and not to that say that from a, like a trendy. Oh, I'm, I feel threatened by them sort of way. I like. I generally think that specialty coffee and high street coffee will merge into one. Who's eating sweets there? Not me. No, not me. So it's a weird rustling side. Anyway, don't rustle while I'm talking. Um, uh, Paul. Who's Russell? <laughs> <laughs> Russell, what has he done in coffee? Russell Simmons is going to come on now and uh, what's his name no what's the guy who used to do the star signs Russell Grant Russell Grant yeah <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> sorry <laughs> half of the world tunes out um, so um, yeah anyway that wasn't going anywhere <laughs> so the not too bad award I think the fir- in runners up place has to go to uh, Sudden Coffee which isn't that bad? It's not that good either, though. Like, I, it still tastes a bit like gravy. <laughs> I like Bovril, but only at the football. I, I like, I love a cup of Bovril at the football. I've never seen that. Just... Do they still do that in the, in the UK? They, they do it everywhere. I've never seen it. 
I got I just got introduced to it this year, and I have to admit, I'm I'm actually kind of into the Bovril thing. I thought it Bovril was really weird. is a beefy stock drink for all of those people that don't know what it is. It kind of tastes delicious. It's a bit like marmite, really, though, isn't it? Uh, in a way, very gravy based. Yeah, and it comes in a in a jar that's not too dissimilar. Like, yeah, yeah. you could definitely accidentally make a marmite <laughs> instead of a bovril. Yeah, that would be gross. Have you guys had sudden coffee? It's become very trendy to say it's very good, but I think what people mean to say is that it's not that bad. <laughs> I just I have had sudden coffee, and I, I had the first the first batch that came out, and it, I I I'll be honest, I thought it was revolting. Um. I've had the late uh, the last batch I had was at WBC where they've kind of refined it a little bit and it was definitely improving. Um, I I remember drinking it on the aeroplane and kind of going, eh, yeah, it's okay, it's it's better than I would have got on the aeroplane. It's not that bad. But I think there should there, there needs to be a special mention to go out for the guy who sits in a warehouse somewhere in uh, in in the US of A and just pulls shots all day and pours well, them into I, a bucket. I believe that dude, they, like I believe they've turned it to a uh, filter coffee recently, haven't they? Have they? Have they? Yeah. I don't know why it took them so long to take them to figure out that it would uh, you know it would happen faster if they did it that way. But there you go. Um, poor dude, he's out of work now. Yeah. He's, he's also got RSI. <laughs> I think his name is Calais Frisa. I think it's that his name. Um, oh, Calais could never pull that many shots. Oh. Not a chance. I saw him at WBC. Twelve shots. He was exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think he has been usurped, and there is a clear winner for this year's not that bad awards. Steve, do you want to announce the winner? Pretend you're opening an uh, envelope. Okay, let me open an envelope. Um, it's good because he's the one who's rustling. I think anyway. So just just rustle some more, and we'll pretend like it's the envelope. And the special award goes to Maxwell Colonna Dashwood's Maxi Pads Pods. <laughs> <laughs> Maxi Pods. Maxi Pods. Um, yeah. Maxi's Pods. They're not that bad. Not that bad. Not that good. I, 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 that I do have to say that, Colin, you did get the deciding vote on this one. Uh, I had one in WBC and I had one at the London Coffee Festival. I haven't had one since they launched. So. I know that they're selling them in proper order um, in Dublin, so I might pop, it down, pop down there and get one. I was considering mm. getting them in because lots of our customers do have pod machines, you know? So I think both I think both innovations are definitely really great business ideas. Um, you know, you do that food stuff downstairs, Carl. Why don't you start doing pot noodles for when people come in? <laughs> we do. Um, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, so I, I think... Um, I love a pot noodle. Well, Garrett that works with us in the office is saying that he's, he's, uh, he goes to his parents' house and they just have a pod machine. So he's like, mm-hmm. he's buying a stack and then going there because it's not that bad. So well done, Max, Maxwell and everybody at um, MaxiPods for doing the, for bringing that out and best of luck with that in the future. Um, so we have the next award is actually we have a joint winner. Oh, this yeah. Was, the, 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 yeah, it was just so tough. Yeah, so um, we've decided to share the award. So... The spoken word event of the year award goes to Bloom and Collab and Rico and <laughs> Reverb and Coffee Woman and uh, Knowledge Shocks <laughs> Roaster Skills Tamper Tantrum and just <laughs> and just generally Patrick Rolf um, who <laughs> has lately been um, kind of opening up uh, his uh, his presentations at bus stations and fish shops. <laughs> And in libraries and just everywhere. So well done, Patrick. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. And I I I think there's a really interesting keynote about the proliferation of talk events that will no doubt be talked about by everybody at the talk events. <laughs> it's getting weird, when, isn't it? When is that keynote coming out? Um, in about eight minutes, forever. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> every eight minutes for the next twenty years. Yeah. Um. I mean, as the inventors of the speaking event, because um, we did invent the whole genre, didn't we? Like, no, not just for coffee, for the world. Yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. for the world. Like I those those so. TED folk, they've just you know they've totally stole our idea. They yeah. said uh, they wanted to do tamper tantrum for interesting stuff. <laughs> oh, go on, Steve. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's just just like as the inventors of it, I think we are in the best position to give these awards out. Um, Do you know what's weird though? Is that the the first first person that ever did a keynote talk, right? Must have done some things with like 
the tone of their voice and the intonation and their hand gestures and the way they just the language they use. And now mm-hmm. I kind of like everybody does an impression of that person. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of been passed down. So everybody, it's like everybody is is doing an impression of that one original person, whoever it was, and all of their body kind of movements and gestures and words that they use are echoes of that. Does that make sense? Hmm? Was that you, Colin? Probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely look forward to seeing lots of talks next year um, and talking yeah, about the talks. Do you think there's a, I mean, and joking aside, do you think it has got to the saturation point or do you think there's still a hunger and a thirst for, or do you think that they will actually change over the coming years and you'll start to see like formats develop and kind of get their own personality? Yeah, I'm looking forward to changing the format. I think what will happen is that we look back in years ago, remember we used to do a thing where you got up and everybody did a talk and everybody all listened and the keynotes and, <laughs> and then we'll just we'll look back and like that. But for the moment, we're stuck in it for another two or three years, I'd say. But mm. I think even within Tamper Tantrum and other stuff, people are looking for different ways to yeah. get information across. I think, the like, without giving away the game, the workshop element of what happened at New York is more powerful for me than the talks. The talks are great, but at the same time, just, like, a hundred people in a room kind of thinking about things is, is a powerful medium. It is. Is that like the pub, though? Yeah, a little bit. We should just go to the pub and and record it. I like that. I do like the idea of that one. Um, so we're 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 wary that like a lot of the awards um tend to be very American focused uh, on the internet. Um, <laughs> broad. Um, so uh, we're gonna have the. What to- do you mean, Colin? The Token European Award. Uh, Jen, do you want to announce the winner of the Token European Award? Oh, but we ha- we've had so many sort of, you know, people up for this. And, and I know that it's, it's just the token European award, but I think that, like one person really, or one one company, I, I suppose, really stood out for us for this. Um, and that was Intelligentsia. Amazing. Well done, Intelligentsia. Round of applause. Yeah. Um, don't ask us to explain that one. Um, I think the one that people look forward more than anything uh, this time of year is, of course, the, the James Hoffman of the Year Award. It um, is my favorite award. Seeing yeah. as I, I suppose I inadvertently won it last year. I, I feel like I should Did be you? here to hand off the mantle. And who won it the year before that? Or was last year the first year? I think last year was the inaugural year. Really? Up until then, James Hoffman held it. Yeah, seven years. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, we did um, we did decide to spell it wrong, though. That's the kind of, it's our... Yeah, there's only <laughs> one N, not two. Yeah, and th- three <laughs> Fs as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, who will be nominated this year for outstanding achievement in the field of James Hoffman? I don't know. Yeah, you, you came up with it. Uh, well, I, I think to do with this one. Matt North, definitely. Yes, Mr. North is uh, a, a a fine replacement for James Hoffman. Are, are we are we gonna like get like tie James up and put him in a room somewhere, and then the person for the year has to pretend to be them or pretend to be him? Um, yeah, let's do that. Okay, yeah, cool. I can I can arrange that. We'll also get Matt set up with a blog called Jim Eight. Jim Eight, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could we could definitely do that. Maybe he could take over Gen Seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Matt's doing really uh, interesting stuff with um, um, with burrs and temperatures and alignment and all that sort of stuff. So his blog has definitely become a very interesting place. As as Michael Cameron's. Uh, so Strive for Tone is the name of the blog and Michael is based in Australia. Uh, I've had some really good interesting chats with him lately. Uh, Matt Perg is always in the, the reckoning for for James Hoffman of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, never won it, unfortunately. Always came second. <laughs> um, so that's that's unfortunate. Can you guys think of any other? That's very bro heavy at the moment, isn't it? It's always very bro heavy though. Isn't James it? Hoffman doesn't have to be a man. As evidenced by last year, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Steve. Hello. Would you, li- Steve? Would you like to be James Hoffman of the year? I I don't think I could handle that. I haven't got the hair. <laughs> I'd love the hair. Well, let's give it's my it a- favorite part. Of Who James has Hoffman. got great hair? Then I'm trying to think in the coffee industry who's got great hair. Taylor Brown. Taylor Brown has awesome hair. James Hoffman of the year 2016 goes to. Taylor Brown. 
I love the way that we uh, we spend a lot of time com- like discussing these and coming on. You just decided, Carl. Yeah. Well. Okay. So the next one. But that's the point of this, though, isn't it? Yeah, completely. No, we should take this really seriously and we should make people vote and get Ugh. them online and tweet about it all the time. And they can vote later. Um, the uh, the next thing as well, there's so much attention given to new cafes that open. So like the new cafe opening of the year and like all the like the food reviewers and the bloggers and all always go to the new cafes. What about us people that have five-year-old cafes, you know? Mm. We keep on keeping mm. it on. And, and, and what praise do we get? Nothing. Absolutely, fuck all. You sound very bitter about this, Carl. <laughs> you don't. Know would you like life. a th- Would you like a three FE Coffee Shop of the Year award? I definitely would. Actually, yeah, it, we're going to share it between the two, though. So it's a it's a joint price. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Canal Street and Sussex Terrace are the winners. Woo! So how how like which of your cafe or which cafes around the world that didn't open in the last few years are you in love with? Jen, start with you. Um, Coffee Collective. I really, really like what they do and they really like the original little space. Like, it's really beautiful and I think it's just really solid. Like, I'd like to nominate them. They took that uh, roaster out of there recently as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, thank God for that. More covers. Yeah. Coffee shops are for covers, Definitely. not for roasters. Steve? Uh, my One of my personal favourites is Telescope in Paris. Yes. I, I like... I, I, I have a, a real bromance with uh, Nicholas. He's uh, an amazing guy, but the shop itself is just beautiful. Like, it's so simple it and just so good at what it does. Yeah, I've never had a bad coffee in there. Um, I, I've never had bad service in there. I always feel welcome and cosy. I end up talking to strangers who are sitting next yeah, to me. Yeah, that always happens. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a fantastic, like, Telescope is definitely one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, I'm always banging on about Patricia. I love Patricia. Uh, Who's Patricia? Um, and does Yvonne know about it? <laughs> <laughs> Patricia is um is a coffee shop down a side street, down a side street, um, in uh Melbourne, Australia. Uh, and it's teeny tiny. Does lots of coffee. Everyone's really friendly, and yeah, just love it. Three, yeah. four years old recently, I believe as well. Um, so yeah, one of definitely one of my places. So I think all of those places are really nice, and they should share the award, um, because you know it's it's important to send love to places that have been open a while, not just the new places that have just opened and will close soon. Ha <laughs> ha. I think we should also have a special mention for caffeine in London as well, because they never get the love, and they do an amazing job. And like definitely, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, like huge fan of of what they do there, and it's just so. Like for me, it's one of the most professional coffee shops. Like it's obviously a coffee shop that makes money, and I don't think that's always obvious in London. Yeah, um, but they still have delicious, tasty coffee, well brewed, you know, and 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 have a a vision and a, an ethos that's quite unique, I think, for London. Definitely. The next one is again hotly contested: the pseudoscience of the year. Uh, so obviously, we're all really it's more pseudoscience industry than a coffee industry at this stage. Mm. Any personal favourites there, Steve? Um, I particularly like the, um, the the craziness of like heating coffee burrs. I think that's just ridiculous. I mean, who would come up with such a ridiculous idea as that? Uh, um, moving on, Jen. Um, I don't know. I, I read a thing by, uh, this could be very sort of local. So for our more international listeners, I apologize if you haven't seen this bit. But um, Don't ever apologize, Jen. Just go for it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go for it. Um, Rob Ashton ran a cafe via Tinder out of his apartment in Glasgow and wrote about it and sort of talked about this, this experiment of service and developing this one-on-one <laughs> relationship with his customers. And um, yeah, I, <laughs> I thought that was uh, yeah, pretty pseudoscience-y in a sense, more, more social pseudoscience-y, so maybe not the hard sciences, but... Um, the life sciences, Jen. There, yeah, there you go. The life sciences, people. Um, Colin, do you have a do you have a particular favourite? Yeah, and since I seem to be taking the lead in this, I'm going to decide that my one wins, uh, which is uh, the freezing of coffee beans, mm. um, because this year, uh, the World Barista Champion used frozen coffee beans. Sorry, I'd fallen asleep by that stage, so I didn't know who what happened. But they, no. um, <laughs> they that seems to be everything now, isn't it? So everybody's freezing their coffee beans, and um, yeah, I don't really know. 
But he also used to pug tamp and you sell those, so you quite like that part. They're, they're great. It's not too pseudo science, man. It's just like it's just it's just giving a shit, Steve. It's just giving a shit. Maybe the the SEAW could do a course and giving a shit that you could take. I don't. I, I probably can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, lack motivation. Uh, <laughs> troll of the year. Oh, so many people to put here. Oh. So many people. Honorable mention to Tim Styles. Oh, always, always. Oh yeah. Like, I, the thing is, it's like Tim. Now he lives in Australia. It's a lot harder for me to like him because, like, when he's online, I, I just can't read it a lot of the time. Yet when I meet him, I I love Tim Styles in real life, but Tim Styles online, he's just like troll. It really is. It's it's a super special mention to him because, uh, yeah. And, and and another one like that for me is Nick as well, Nick Cho. Like Nick is the loveliest guy. Like I, I have such a crush on Nick, as you could see in New York. Um, yeah, that like, got weird, didn't it? It did get a bit <laughs> weird. Yeah, and Nick was cool with it though, which was quite unusual. Um, um, but like Nick is the one of the loveliest guys to meet. But online, sometimes I just read his stuff, and I'm just go, dude, stop it, stop that. Stop, d- you're not like that, really. That's that's not you. I think he declared war in Russia the other day. He probably did, yeah. <laughs> no, he actually did. He said we should go to war at Russia, which is really weird. Uh, okay. Jen? Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like we're kind of trolling people now at this stage, though, since we're... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys you guys have the tendency to troll a little bit as well, so maybe I'm just going to nominate you too. Do we? Mm. Yeah, she's right. She's going to nominate us. Really? Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but um, troll of the oh. year goes to drum roll. Stephen Vick moving on swiftly. Um, other things, <laughs> brewers. No and explanation, books. Carl. Um, Danny, no, any... no, no explanation. No. Okay, moving on. Yeah, if you can't say anything nice. Um, so brewers and books. Um, flavor wheel rolled into town. <laughs> Colin, you're not supposed to read the notes that we took directly. That's I'm impressed flavor. Colin can read. Let, let's encourage this, Jen. Like, he could start reading our emails. Okay. Flavor wheel rolled into town. I, I, I do believe that was coined by you. Yeah, it was. The yeah. flavor wheel rolled in town, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that was a thing. I'm not sure. Is that an award? <laughs> it's not, it just no, says... no, no, no. Because like we had, we had it broken down into things that we had done, awards that we had, and then maybe some other things that you that came up in the conversation. Because I was just typing as you guys were talking, which is pretty much my day job. We were trying to make 2016 look better, and that was yeah. one of the things okay. that made it look better. Brewers and books. There was lots of good books came out this year, wasn't there? There was. Um... Everybody's an author. Even idiots can do it now, can't they, Carl? Brian Jones' book is really nice, and um, Jason Shelter's released a book. Uh, Scott Rowe. Scott Rowe. The water book was last year, wasn't it? Maxwell, Colin, the Dashwood. And I'm not sure. What's the science guy called again? Chris Hendon. Chris Hendon. Science guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, science you, guy. You know what's really <laughs> unnerving about Chris Hendon? I have to admit, is that I'm sure lots of people have seen him speak and seen his talks, and they're really good. Is that like when you're in school, you're used to seeing like guys who are like really big and muscly and handsome and confident and they usually beat the shit out of you and then you got the other group in the school who are like the really clever guys who are like smarter than you and know all the science stuff right he has both of those people together and I don't know how to deal with that I'm like you're smarter than me and you can kick the shit out of me and you'll probably take my girlfriend away so it's I don't know he, he's very unnerving in that sense because he's pretty clever at all these things so um yeah. You've got a crush on Chris Hendon. And how. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think... Um, but, that, but that was that wasn't this year, that was last year, wasn't it? I, I feel like some of these awards always end up... I, I mean, in general sense, like Footballer of the Year. Do you remember the year, like, David Ginola got Footballer of the Year? Because he had like mm-hmm. a, a he had like a hot streak in November or something and did fuck off for the rest of the year. Well, that's when they did the voting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And like Roy Keane was undoubtedly the the person that year, um, because he's Irish. And <laughs> well, but here's the other thing. So like I was I was going through sort of because we we always do that sort of infographicy thing at the end of the year, and that's that's coming out you know sort of this week, next week, whatever. But um, like looking at our top ten talks of this year, um. Some of them were actually released sort of like November, December of 2014 or 2015 
But because they were so incredibly popular, they have amassed more views over time than some of the more recent popular talks. And so they're still up at the top of the leaderboard, which I found was pretty interesting. Um, somewhat unexpected. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that happened a little last year as well, didn't it? It's yeah. kind of something that, that definitely comes through. I've just had a thought. Hmm. It doesn't happen very often. Can I share it? What? I think we ought to each of us do an award for our favourite talk of the year because that's something that we haven't done. And it's actually in a, se- a little bit more of a... Se- oh, sorry. Oh, I have <laughs> the idea. That's, no, 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 it's good. I'm just, that's my thinking... Lip flap or whatever the hell you call that. Okay. Um, and I was also thinking we could have like a guest as well because like we you know we had some really interesting guests over the year as as well. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm trying to think. Well, do we have to go with them now? Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, Steve, if you if you have this idea, why don't you go first? Okay, you can't nominate so, yourself, Steve. Okay. Hmm. That makes it harder. Okay. Um. No, I think like my my favorite talk of the year was one that I it kind of it, I don't think it necessarily fit into New York so much like the the the, the tone of it, but it was a it was like something I found super refreshing because it was like it it that was some heavy stuff going on there. And it's not to say this talk wasn't heavy, but it was just like a, a it made me think a lot, and I love the talks that make me change the way I think about stuff. Um, and I really enjoyed uh, Matt Perger's talk in New York. I thought it was fantastic. It was like, he's such a good presenter, but you could tell that he'd spent a lot of time thinking about it as well. It was like, it was not something that had just gone, oh, I'll talk about this. Like, he'd been looking for a platform to talk about it kind of thing. Um, and, and I really enjoyed Matt's talk in New York a lot. I thought it was fantastic. Jen? Um, this is a really difficult one for me because there are, like, there are three or four talks that um like really sort of like hit me in a personal way that that happened this year and trying to sort of pick one out from those four is quite difficult but um I think I might have to say Meister's talk in New York Mm -hmm. um and and Meister's talk being up against like a very close tie with you know Taylor's talk from Antwerp and um and Michelle you know and and uh Jen's as well um but Meister's talk for me was like it just sort of hit me in a in a really personal way. It was like, yeah, like how am I thinking about what my career is and like how that works and like what is ambition and what do I actually want to achieve and and like how do I think about that? It, it just it, like when she boiled it down to those, you know, like what do I want to achieve for myself with my deeds to like what do I want to achieve through myself with my deeds? Like that very simple word change like, really hit me hard and um, has been the impetus for a lot of thought for me this year. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I feel like I should pick somebody from the podcast because we've had lots. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna choose somebody from the podcast guests as well. Who's that? I, I absolutely, I didn't want it to finish my the one I did with Sasha, like just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't want the conversation to finish. Like I properly, properly enjoyed the hour. Like I could have gone on for a lot, lot longer. He, he, like I've spoken to Sasha lo- like loads of times, but never at that length and, and and into that depth and I just came away kind of feeling like I knew him a lot better but also just like what a sound guy like really kind of came away with uh, uh, loving Sasha just a little bit more yeah so um, my choice is what Steve just said yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> why not oh sorry um, yeah no, I think that's that's, uh, that's a good call and it means then we have a uh, Something from the podcast as well. I've also, I really enjoyed, and it's probably um, on, a, on a personal level, I really enjoyed doing the podcast at Ross Brown. Um, mm. We uh, we had twice. We, twice, yeah. We, <laughs> we had quite a laugh both times. Um, so that was, um, yeah, that was that was a highlight for me. Okay. Uh, where are we on this list of Do things? Do I read the last bit that says General Glow, Post-it Note Queen, Tampa Tantrum? No, don't read out my phone number over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I was reading the notes. Mm. <laughs> uh, we had a, we had a great um, year of uh, events, though, didn't we? Like we did. So how many uh, how many uh, external tamper tantrums were there this year? There was New York. There was Antwerp. There was uh, Estonia. Manchester. Is that all? Yeah. 
I think That's so. Enough. And we did coffee throwing as well. Which we killed as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's five. Yeah, that's a loss. Yeah. So I think I'm looking forward to go more places with time retention, but I, I feel like it, 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 it should and it might change. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I know Steve in particular has got one idea that everybody's going to love. Well, I, I love, so I'm just going to make sure everybody else loves. I'm so excited to actually get that going. Uh, Jen's slightly nervous, I think. No, so I think like I'm, I'm really excited. But I also like when you're when you're stuck in doing like all of the the little bits and pieces for like the events that we have been running, and then you're like, oh man, I really want to do something new and exciting and different. And and then Steve has this great idea, and then I'm like, oh, well, we're kind of on the same wavelength, and I I kind of wanted to have fun with that too. Oh, but. I, I don't think I'm not, I don't think I'm nervous about it. I think it's just more like there's so many different ways we could do this. There's so many different options for us and and just like working through them and, and it's like I wanna I want I want you to have fun with it, but I also wanna have fun with it too. And I'm mostly I'm just selfish. That's all. Back off, you've had all the fun. <laughs> Time for me to have fun. some fun. Fun. <laughs> and everybody knows that my fun will be better than your fun. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> I am Captain No Crack after all. You are Captain No Crack. <laughs> Maybe we should have a T-shirt made for you saying Captain No Crack. Yeah, we'll have Pencils Pizza and Captain No Crack. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and on the back it just says Zero Crack. Zero Crack. Mm. Crack deficit. The progress bar. Crack deficit. <laughs> uh, so, 2017, Carl. Go on, g- give me, give me your hopes and dreams for 2017. I hope I get this fucking book out. That's for starters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, me too because I'm sick of you talking about it jeez new topic new topic uh, yeah well it, I, we did I did hand it over to the graphic designers on Friday uh, so it's with them so we're almost there um, it's the perfect Christmas gift for 2020 um, yeah so I'm, I'm working on um, it should be freely available I'm quite excited about the sales route I'm taking with this because it's like it. I make I'm, it should be freely available and easy to get hold of in what I hope is going to be a clever way so more to uh, mm. more to come on that. Uh, aside from that, uh, it's going to move roastery soon. Um, found somebody to help me do that. So I'm excited to get that done. And um, in terms of coffee, I think what we're going to see is a lot more coffee roasters, a lot more shops roasting coffee, a lot more buyouts, and uh, a lot more. Yeah, I don't know. I think that we're going to see a merging of the high street and play this back to me in a year's time, but we're going to see a, a high street of a high street, a merging of the high street coffee shop and the specialty coffee shop into something that's a bit more palatable. So I think you'll end up with a situation where there's going to be a lot of people contesting the crown of the not that bad award next year hmm. in the Tampies. Do people get trophies actually? No. No. Okay. They just get pride. They get pride. Maybe. They, oh, actually, you know what? In in what is something in, in what is something of an innovative departure from the norm? Tamper Tantrum has decided that when you get awarded something in the award ceremonies, that you have to send us an award. So, <laughs> so anyone that's won an award has to now go buy an award and send it to us. Is that Stephen Morrissey buys your point? Is that what you're just aiming for? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this time last year, he spilled a pint all over my trousers because he doesn't know how to drink in pubs because he's been in America too long. Um, (laughs) They're called bars. Bars. Um, So, yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer, your hopes and dreams for 2017. What are are you hoping and wishing will happen in Uh, the world of coffee and in general? Oh, Really, you're going to ask Captain No Crack this question? I don't know. Um, so, like, for me, 2016 is all a bit... It, it just feels like it's been brought to me by the letter B, right? We've had... We talked about bias. We've talked about business. We've talked about... Um, like, there oh, are shit. a lot of books out there. There are lots... <laughs> like, we, we ran, like, like a like a home brewing competition. Like, like, it's just... It's been sort of brought to us by the letter B. And I am looking forward to next year sort of expanding on some of those things but also doing a lot of new things and just trying to um I'd, I'd really like us to to try some new stuff and to to just yeah change things up a bit I think that would be fun and exciting in terms of coffee um I kind of agree with 
Colin. Um, like, so my brother has just gotten a job in coffee, um, which I, I think might scare my parents to no end because they like, here's, here's another kid who's got a master's degree going to work in coffee. But, um, like the company that he's working for, like, like I'm just, I'm like looking at like everything that they've done so far that they're relatively new, but they have so much money behind them. And I just see this influx of like, people have realized that specialty coffee is cool and it's hip and it's trendy and like investors are getting involved. And we've seen that with sudden coffee in a really big way. We're, we're seeing it and, and with all of those buyouts that happened this past year, again, brought to you by the letter B. Um, but like, I really think that what we're going to see is, like, a massive influx of money into specialty coffee. And that is going to bring that sort of high high street chain and specialty together. But it's it's a really weird to watch sort of up close and personal at the moment. So you two can email your money to money at tambertantrum.com and uh, we will gladly take it off you. I was really hoping you were going to say that next year was brought to us by the letter C. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, well, when tr- that's when Trump takes office, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm catastrophe steever yeah. what do you think other other words <laughs> steever the yeah. believer um i don't know i think i'm hoping that 2017 um we stop talking and start doing a bit more um as a, as a as an industry i think we've, mm. we we there's there's far too much talk about certain topics and not enough action um so i'm i'm hoping that we do personally i i was saying to you earlier that i, I i'm going to try and be nicer so if people don't yeah, like me, I think me you and say this every year. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, this year I, I'm definitely going to be nicer next year. So if I've offended you or upset you in the past, can we please wipe this slate clean? And next oh time, oh my meet? god, how amazing would this be? Like a weekly podcast series of like starts off it. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Steve Layton. I've called to apologise. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm. This I'm would be amazing. <laughs> I'm totally up for it because, like, yeah, all of I, those people that you've fallen out with over the years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like life's too short to fall out with people. Um, like, I, I want to be nice, and I want people to help me to be nice. So, if I've upset you or offended you in the past, like next time you see me, let's ha- let's hug. Let, uh, let let's hug. That is our secret code for everything's forgiven. We're starting fresh. Okay. What if I hug you? <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I'm sure I've offended you a lot, Carl. So I'm, 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 I'm ready for a clean sheet. I'm, I'm ready to start again. Well, that's how you this offended the me. New, improved Steve Layton. Yeah. Okay. Is his name really Stepan, though? His real name is Stepan, and he comes from Scandinavia. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, very quickly, because we're going to wrap up. But Carl, what you doing for Christmas? I am going to uh, play with my kids, and I am going to. Uh, I got. Lots of wine, and I'm gonna drink that. And I'm gonna start running again in January, cause I'm a fat mess, and I have a another kid coming in May. And if I don't have a, if I don't get trim before then, then I will uh, never ever get trim. Twenty seventeen has just got a whole heap better. Yeah. Yeah. A new harmony in the world. That's just what we need. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Stephen. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, Christmas. So last year I spent it in El Salvador. Year before I spent it in Stafford. Uh, this year I'm spending it in Stockholm, so I get my first Swedish Christmas, which I'm very excited for. So I get to I get to do Christmas Day on Christmas Eve because that's when they do it, and then I get to have an English Christmas Day on Christmas Day uh, in Sweden. So I'm cooking everybody turkey and uh, Al- almond potatoes. And, uh, no, have you not heard of these almond potato things? I don't like almonds. I'm, a, I'm no, no, slightly it's, allergic it's to nuts. No, no, it's not anything oh. to do with nuts. It's like... Oh, then I haven't then. It's a, a, a variety of potatoes called almonds, which uh, apparently are pretty tasty. Okay. Well, maybe I'll give that a whirl. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to having... And then Boxing Day, I'm flying back into Manchester to go and watch Sunderland against Manchester United with my son uh, for Boxing Day. So that's going to be fun. And we get to stop in Manchester on... Boxing Day. Awesome. That's my Christmas. Yeah, it's going to be good times. Good times. Jennifer? Um, well, it's funny you should say that because um, Papa Rug is, is coming Papa Rugs. as well. And uh, we're going to be in the UK for Christmas. I'm dragging them across this way. And uh, we've, you know, we've done Ireland a number of times for Christmas. So it's it's time to do something different. Plus, Papa Rug wants to see the football. So um, we're, we're going to be here. And uh, he's actually going to be at the same match as Steve. He doesn't, well, he does know it yet, but he doesn't understand that the 
anyway, it's a Christmas present. He'll find out later. Um, mm. And uh, but he's going to be on the Manchester side, and Steve will be on the Sunderland side, and and uh, yeah, that's. And then we're going to fight afterwards. Yeah, we're going like... to take on Papa Rugs in a, a brawl. <laughs> yeah. Papa Rugs, baby rug. <laughs> I, 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 I do get an opportunity to take Papa Rugs to the pub, don't I, before the game? Yeah, if you'd like to. Very much. There you He's go. Fun. <laughs> so that's Christmas. That's Christmas. Yeah. So happy Christmas to all of our listeners. Um, and uh, we wish you uh, a very fruitful and prosperous new year. Um, yes. And yeah. Peaceful as well and happy and warm and good. And I love everybody. Stefan's here already. Bye. Over now. Thanks for listening to this podcast. It's proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli.